This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Sometimes we may not always think about it. However, there really is a place for prayer, even in the workplace. In times past, people have lamented over issues such as, oh, they've taken prayer out of the schools and so on and so forth. The truth is no one can take prayer away from you because it's a very private matter between you and God, or it can be. Of course, there are corporate prayers and there are also private prayers. So they can be said silently to yourself. No one even has to know that you are praying. So it really can't be removed if you really think about it, if you have the heart and mind to pray. And in today's time, when we think about the workplace, there's so much that we really could pray over. And in fact, that we might need to pray over in order for things to work out more favorably. And one of the things I just want to remind us of and to think about is the fact that there's a warfare that's going on here on the earth. And the warfare is not physical. It's rather a spiritual warfare. And before things change and shift and happen differently down here in the natural, there are often shifts that have to happen at the spiritual level first. And so I want to first read out of Ephesians 6, just so we get a sense of the spiritual battle that's going on. Ephesians 6, starting with verse 10, and it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So here's this picture that there are principalities, there are powers, they're rulers of darkness, and that those principalities, powers, and rulers are actually living in heavenly places, meaning in a spiritual realm. They may be working through people, however, they have their origin elsewhere. And I'll remind you that even Daniel, back in his day, he was thinking about the fact that God had prophesied that there should only be a certain period of time for the people of Israel to be in captivity. And he recognized that the time was near when the captivity should be over. And he had been praying about, you know, all the things that he was becoming aware of and wanting to find out what he should do. And what was interesting is that when he was answered in his prayer, He was told by the messenger of God who came to him that even from the beginning that he started to pray, 
things were starting to move around and yet there was opposition. So I want to read this a little bit. This is Daniel, the 10th chapter and verse 12. And he says, then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. So Daniel had been praying to God. God was listening, and some things were moving around in the heavenlies. And now God's messenger comes to speak to Daniel and say, your prayers have been heard and things have been happening. There's been some, in essence, warfare, even going up in the, on, up in the heavenlies on your behalf. And because you have sought the counsel of the Lord, he will reveal to you what is going to happen in the future. So I say all of this to say that sometimes we get stuck in what we can see on this earth and we forget that there's also an invisible realm and that a lot also goes on in the invisible realm. And that's where prayer really comes in. So as a minimum, there are at least three levels of prayer that are necessary in the workplace. First of all, for individual people and their circumstances. And in recent weeks, we've talked about situations like people going through bereavement, people going through serious illness of family members or friends, people who may be losing jobs and so on. There are many reasons to pray for people and individuals and their circumstances and for God's wisdom to prevail, for them to get direction for God to be Jehovah Rapha, the healer in their life. So many needs that we have on the individual level, and you can be an intercessor, someone who prays on behalf of individuals. Secondly, you can also pray for business leaders. Many decisions need to be made in the workplace right now, and leaders need wisdom about the decisions that they're facing. What decisions would be best for people, for the business, and for the future, and for what God has in mind to accomplish through that business. And even if those business leaders are not people of God and not believers themselves, we know when we take a look at how God dealt with Israel over the years, many times they were under captivity in foreign lands where people didn't acknowledge God and they cried out to God, and he listened to them, and he heard them, and he intervened on behalf of his people. Which brings to the third level, too, which is praying for government leaders, whether local, national, or worldwide. Because again, people are making decisions that impact the people of God. So we want to keep those things before the Lord, and he stands there waiting to hear from us so that he can begin to move. And we can see in history, he moved a lot of the king's hearts on behalf of his people when they lifted up prayers to him. And I'm remembering specifically in the case of Queen Esther and her husband, King Ahasuerus, when wicked Haman had concocted a plan that would 
end up exterminating the Jewish people out of the kingdom. And Queen Esther had not been summoned by the king. And of course, if you went to the king unsummoned, you could be killed. We've talked about this before. She declared three days of a fast. So Mordecai, her cousin, had all the Jews to fast on her behalf. She and her maids, they also fasted and prayed to God for three days before she went to the king unannounced and took her life into her hands. And God gave her favor. The king held out the scepter, which preserved her life. And he was delighted to hear whatever it is that she wanted. And she prepared a couple dinners as a way of unfolding the circumstances of the Jewish people at that time. And God allowed a way of escape and prepared a way of escape for them. So certainly praying for people and for business leaders in the decision-making and government leaders, local, national, and worldwide is important. Sometimes we're going to pray for people. Those people may not be aware of it. They may not be there. They may have asked us to pray for them. And then there are other times when we might also pray with people. And there's real benefit in praying with people as they hear you lift up their petitions to God and have a conversation with God. What I have noticed is that many times, even the peace of God that reigns in you, the believer, gets transmitted to them as part of that prayer. They understand that God is moving and God is listening, and they can be put into a different emotional place as a result. So there's real power in praying with people. Thirdly, if there are other believers in your workplace and there's something really going on that's affecting the business, affecting the country, you can get together with other believers and have a time of corporate prayer where all of you come together to lift up concerns and petitions to God, to ask for guidance and direction and wisdom. Just as Daniel was asking for guidance and wisdom and direction and discernment and understanding And although God did not come right away with the answer, he certainly did come and send the answer to Daniel in his circumstance and situation. And we know from Matthew, the 18th chapter and verse 20, that where two or three are gathered together in my name, the Lord says, there I am in the midst of them. So there is true power in corporate prayer as well. Keep in mind that sometimes we don't know what to pray for people. And that's okay, because God knows what those people need. We just need to intercede, lift them up before God. And it's the Holy Spirit who resides in us, who intercedes on behalf of those people, and who prays with groans sometimes that are unintelligible to us. But God understands them, knows what the Holy Spirit is saying, and the Holy Spirit knows what that person might require and might need. It's the spirit who helps us in our time of weakness. And I want to share verse related to that too, because just so we know that God is taking care of everything, even when we don't know something, he knows it. So Romans 8 verses 26 and 27 says, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. That's amazing. It says, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is, 
because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So as you pray for people, pray for the will of God in their lives. Pray for the blessing of God in their lives. And God knows what that translates into. Pray for his perfect will for them. The same as we would pray, as in the Lord's Prayer, that God's will be done on earth, even as it's done in heaven. Sometimes we will pray for the strength of people that we're praying for, their peace and their guidance and their guidance as they're going through a variety of circumstances. And the bottom line is, remember that if we don't pray, James the fourth chapter tells us that you have not because you ask not. And sometimes we're also asking with wrong motives, and that may be another reason why we don't have something. But the point is, God has provided this conversation, this fellowship with him through prayer, that we can ask for the things that we need and receive them from him as well. So as we close on this subject today, I would like to share with you Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses six through seven. Here's what the verses say. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So there's no need to be anxious about anything. Lift up all of your supplications, your cares and concerns in prayer with thanksgiving, being thankful for what God has already done and what he's already doing. And the peace of God that passes even our understanding is what will rest and abide with us. So be willing to be that intercessor at work. Understand that the battle is spiritual and we will intercede on behalf of our colleagues, our workplace, our country, our city, our world, in the heavenly realm. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening, and remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.